0: a competitive person, you will love these tests because you, you, you get the information, right? And then you can start doing something like, I have an action plan. I'm going to, you know, maybe it's supplementing, maybe it's meditating, maybe it's you're going to walk more and reduce your stress, whatever it is. And then you can take the test again and be like, yes, I, I made progress, right? Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie dachis Marmet.
1: We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge.
0: We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired.
1: Hello, welcome to episode 117 of the Art of Living Well podcast. Stephanie and I are here today to talk to you about at-home functional medicine lab testing, a topic that we've been wanting to bring to you guys for a long time. So we're really excited to dive into that. Um, But before we do, we just wanted to mention the people of Ukraine and what's been going on in the world. We're both feeling so emotional about this war that's going on. And I know I personally feel really helpless and um, I think about it a lot and I am just my I have a stomach ache like my gut is just in shreds over this. And um, so I just we wanted to mention it and talk about how, you know, we're sending love and support to the Ukraine and to the world and hoping for some sort of resolution very soon.
0: Yes, I agree. It's really, it's sad that we're, that, that this is going on in the world in this day and age. It just, it breaks my heart. And I was actually looking the other day at, you know, how to help and, you know, whether you send money or send resources. And there was actually a great article about, you know, if you, if you want to send money or feel like you want to do something from wherever you are in the world, um, we can link it up in the show notes. And it was an article, I think it was Forbes magazine and it listed out, you know, the Red Cross of Ukraine and different organizations. So we'll put that in there because I know a lot of people feel helpless. Like Marnie said, we want to do something aside from just sending our thoughts and prayers to the people of Ukraine. And so we'll make that resource available to everyone.
1: On another note, we want to let you know that on March 30th, we will not have an episode because um, we will both be taking the week off to enjoy time with our families But you could listen to a few of our old episodes, like episode 114 with Devin Burke on sleep, which is fabulous. Or episode 110 with Jed Kaufman, which deals with the subject of death and loss. And also episode 107 with Heidi Zimmer from Wild Rice Retreat. We love love all of our episodes, but we thought we would highlight these ones for the week we will be off.
0: Yes. Um, And then we want to mention that... Um, Coming up on April 24th, we're going to be kicking off our next quarterly functional medicine seven-day liver detox, and spring is really a great time to do a detox. Actually, in traditional Chinese medicine, this was the optimal time to detoxify your liver, so um, we know a lot of you guys have done the detox with us. We would love to have more of you join us. It's a it's all online program. We can ship the detox kits to anywhere in the world. And we'll link that up all the information to register and sign up in the show notes.
1: And it's also on all of our social media platforms and on our
0: website. So we would love to have you join us. Yes. So in today's episode, we are going to dive in and talk about at home functional medicine lab testing. But before we do that, we just want to inform everyone that. This information is only for informational and educational purposes only. It should not be taken as medical advice. Um, we are not doctors or licensed medical professionals. Marnie and I are both, you know, board-certified integrative health practitioners and health coaches. But you know, you should definitely seek advice from your healthcare provider before making any medical decisions. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, Thrive Chiropractic. I was first introduced to Thrive Chiropractic over five years ago for kinesiology-based food sensitivity testing. I was so amazed by this non-invasive and inexpensive technique that I took my son to have testing done, which confirmed some of his food sensitivities. Both my son and I now have regular tune-ups and even my leery husband has felt the immense benefits from receiving chiropractic care, including cupping.
1: With over 25 years of clinical experience, The doctors at Thrive Chiropractic, located in Minnetonka, Minnesota, combine their passion for wellness with a strong expertise in effective treatment approaches. When you first come to Thrive Chiropractic, the doctors are focused on helping you feel better as soon as possible and they recognize that one type of treatment or technique does not work for everyone. Your comprehensive exam, personal goals, and individual concerns help the doctors tailor your custom treatment plan for maximum results. Thrive Chiropractic's integrative approach offers holistic and effective health care with a full spectrum of complementary products and services, including acupuncture, massage, food sensitivity testing, CBD, and premium supplements. As a special
0: offer, Thrive Chiropractic would like to invite listeners of our podcast to experience the gifts of health, with a $25 new patient visit, which includes the initial consultation, a comprehensive exam, any necessary x-rays and first adjustments. Simply visit the website at www.thrivechiromn.com or call 952-746-5612 and reference the Arts of Living Well podcast. When you're seeking effective, non-invasive treatment approaches to support your health goals, let Thrive Chiropractic be your partner in wellness call or book online today. So should we dive
1: into the lab testing? Um, Why do we lab test, first of all, right? Like, I think it's a great way to explore and kind of monitor your baseline health, right, to get to the root cause of what's, you know, what your issues are, whether it's maybe sleep or stress or fatigue or stomach issues, or
0: could be a whole host of things, right? Absolutely. And you know, the first time I did a test. It was like, I'd never done an at-home lab testing before. And one of the benefits of this is it's super convenient. So these kits get shipped right to your door. You complete them in the comfort of your own home, and then they're mailed back. It could not be a more seamless and easy process. And then, you know, Marnie and I collect the information, we review it, and then we, you know, talk about a protocol with you. Um, But it's just so easy. The other thing is a lot of these tests, because they're functional medicine lab tests, you can't obtain them easily from just your traditional doctor. So unless you're going to more naturopathic or integrative or a functional medicine clinic, a lot of these tests aren't available or at least not very easy.
1: And I will say like the first time I did my panel of tests and all these boxes showed up at my house and I was kind of looking at them and reading them. And I was a little intimidated. I'm going to be honest, (laughs) like, I don't like needles and you have to prick your finger and the peeing in a cup is no big deal, um, but you have to cut some of your hair on one of the tests. But really the, the pricking of the finger was what kind of spooked me the most. And now that I've done a number of these tests on myself and helped a lot of other clients,
0: I feel like a pro. <laughs> yes, I agree. I have the same thing. I was telling you before we started recording I had the same, you know, bunch of tests. And I, I literally got a neighbor who's a doctor to come over early in the morning when I was starting to do the blood work. And I could, I could not get the blood from my finger. She ended up going back and getting a needle and like drawing blood. And we had way too much blood than we needed, you know so not to freak anyone out, you do not need to do this. Um, And then I started doing it on my own. And I don't know if it was just that initial like intimidation of it all. but now I can prick the finger I've done my kids, you know, they've all had testing done and I prick their finger and it's like no big deal at all. But you know, Marnie and I are here for you. We could even like FaceTime you from wherever you are and walk you through how to do this because we've done it and we've been there and we know how it feels that first time.
1: So, And there are lots of tips and tricks like, you know, shaking your hands before you I'm shaking my hands while yes. I'm talking <laughs> um, to get the blood flowing or taking a warm shower. There's like all these things to do. Um, to make it easier or putting pressure on your finger, swabbing it with alcohol. Like there's little things to do
0: and it doesn't have to be a big deal at all. So
1: we are here for you.
0: (laughs) We are. So let's dive right in and talk about the first test, which is probably one of the more common tests. We know that a lot of people have done this. Um, It's the food sensitivity. It's an IgG food sensitivity test. So it's not an allergy test. And really what that's going to help assess is that hidden delayed response, which can be, you know, 24 to 48, even 72 hours after you eat a particular food. And it may be, you know, like itchy skin, eczema, lots of skin issues can be caused by food, which, you know, aren't going to happen necessarily right away. Like if you had an allergic reaction to eating peanuts or something, Um, headaches, joint pain, you know, all kinds of rashes, low mood, irritability, brain fog, and just general inflammation in your body. That's what this test, you know, will will test for. And I know, Marnie, you've had some like pretty amazing, you know, enlightened moments, I guess, from doing your, your test the first time.
1: Yeah. So the first time, you know, I knew I had an issue with dairy all the time um, because my stomach was just upset with dairy. And this test pretty much just confirmed that I should not be eating dairy. And so I cut out dairy for a long time. And now... I've actually added it back in, but very little. So I'm very particular about the dairy I eat. Like if I want some high quality cheese, I'll eat a little bit. But I don't eat dairy on a daily basis because it does not work for my body. But what I really learned on this test was eggs. I was eating tons of eggs. And um, the test showed that I shouldn't be eating tons of eggs because it was really high in the red zone if you want to call it that. And so what I started to do was first I cut out eggs for a number of weeks. And then what I started to do was experiment with adding eggs back into my diet because I love eggs and seeing, you know, what was kind of the threshold of okay. And I've kind of figured that I could eat eggs once or twice a week and I feel fine. But if I'm eating eggs daily, it's not so good for me.
0: You know, what's interesting is because eggs are one of the top allergens from a food standpoint that people don't even think about. People think about dairy and they think about like peanuts and certain nuts, um, but I've had a lot of people with eggs show up as being in that high red mark, and myself included. And sometimes it's the yolk, and sometimes it's the white, and they they break that out in the test um, because this test actually it includes ninety four common you know foods, so you're getting quite a comprehensive panel in here. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is allergies because a lot of people with allergies and not just like an anaphylactic shock to an allergy or like throwing up, not an immediate, but just like a seasonal allergy. So like that nasal drip, that's what I noticed was a big, um, trigger for me and specifically with dairy. So it may not be like a digestive issue because that could also be other, you know, bacteria and yeast, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, And it's a great one to do with, it's a good, easy one to do with kids. A lot of kids have allergies and they don't know, it's hard to put a, put a pulse on it. I will say the one, you know, this goes to, this really goes for all of the tests. But one thing just to be aware of is you really need to be ready for what those results may or may not tell you as far as like the protocol and the next step. So, if you're not ready to make any changes to food and you're like, I don't care what this test comes back with. If I'm all red in every food and I'm experiencing these awful symptoms, I'm just not there. My mindset isn't wrapped around eliminating foods. Maybe take a pause and maybe, maybe doing the test at this point in time in your life is not, is not ideal. And maybe you want to wait till you're ready to get your arms around it. But other people like seeing the results because that gives them, one, some. it almost gives them peace of mind knowing that their symptoms, that they're not crazy with their symptoms and that there is actually something going on and some inflammation in their body that's causing it. And two, it may be the catalyst that they need to then make those changes. Right.
1: And my son is a perfect example of someone who came back really high in dairy and was like, I'm not doing anything about this. (laughs) But I actually just found his test today. We did it a couple of years ago and he's older now. And I actually think he would maybe consider making
0: some changes now. So I'm going to remind him of that. Well, you know it's so funny you said that because I did it on my oldest too, teenager, and I sat down with him and showed him, and he was like, "Yep, no, that's nice, but I'm not doing anything." (laughs) And then, I mean, maybe just a couple months later, he was like, "Yeah, you know, mom, I don't think like drinking a lot of milk really is going well for me." And he has, I mean, he cut out milk, but now we found raw milk, and he can drink the raw milk. It's super interesting. Interesting. Yes, from a local farmer. But anyway, people do come around, so it's nice to have the information. And then when you're ready or they're ready, you you, you have a plan and a path forward. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that is a finger prick test,
1: blood yes. test. So should we move on?
0: Yeah. What about organic acids, Marnie?
1: <clears throat> so this test is really um, talking about intestinal yeast and bacteria, and it really gets to the root of what kind of gut issues you could be having in your body It also tests for some vitamin and mineral levels and oxidative stress. So this test is really informative. And I think when you pair it with the food sensitivity test, it really gives you a good picture of what's kind of
0: going Uh on with the food that you're eating every day. Absolutely. Because it does, like you say, it tests for some vitamins and minerals. It's a really easy test to take. It's just a simple urine sample. You just have to do it like in the morning and... I think there's like two or three simple foods that you can't eat for 24 hours before. Um, But what I found this to be really powerful for, like Marnie said, is the bacteria and the yeast. And so a lot of times when people have a reaction to food within a couple hours after they eat, they think it may be the food itself. And that's not necessarily the case because if you have small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or an excess of yeast or an excess of bacteria in your gut, that is probably what's causing the reaction that you're feeling—that uncomfortable digestive feeling. So, for anyone who has digestive issues and can't figure out what it is, or eliminating foods doesn't help, this is absolutely the test to do. I've done this with several people, myself, and lots of clients. And you know, one one woman ended up doing determining she had small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, and then we put her on a protocol which helped, you know, clear that up. Um, I know myself, like I've noticed definite improvements. I've done this three times now. And I, you know, maybe the first time it was, oh, I need to take vitamin B and my oxidative stress was really high. And then I noticed the third time I took it, I had stopped taking vitamin B after a while. You know, I had been better. And then I noticed like, oh, Stephanie, you need to start taking your vitamin B again, which is good, right? It's just that good reminder because sometimes we get on and off course with what supplements we take.
1: Well, and it's good to show that those supplements are working. So I've actually had the same exact experience with the vitamin B. Mm I was, you know, I needed to take it. I started taking it. My test got better. I stopped Mm -hmm. taking it. And then I realized I need to start taking it again. The other thing on this test I want to mention that I just recently had with a client is it can show you if you have mold too.
0: I have this also.
1: And I, one of my clients has a significant amount of mold which popped up on this test. And again, like Stephanie mentioned earlier, unless you're prepared to like take the steps that you need to eradicate the mold or um, do the protocols to get rid of the bacteria in your gut or whatever it is,
0: these tests can be, you know, maybe don't waste your money, right? Right, you're right. And I had a family, a mom run organic acids and the food sensitivity on her entire family. Um, and one daughter had a lot of symptoms and it came back in the oat test that she had mold. And then one thing we didn't mention is the, there's a mold test. And so there's a mm-hmm. mycotox test. And again, it's a simple urine test. I've actually done it on myself and my family because we kind of dealing with some mold issues. Um, and that will show the different types of mold. And again, it's it's information. It's what you do with the information after that can positively impact your health and well-being.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Should we move on oh, to the next yeah, test? We should move on because that, that oat test is a long one. It, it, it entails a lot of markers and we're just going to kind of giving you the highlights right now. <laughs> it's probably one of my favorite tests to do on a client because it
1: does give it so is. much information.
0: The other thing too, I will mention for people that are really stressed and living almost in that fight or flight and you are in that sympathetic nervous state all the time. It's eye opening. It was mm-hmm. for me. I mean, that's what the first time I took it, it was like red flags. Um, so it's been it's very helpful, and I think it's a good reminder to some of these tests to do on an annual basis because then you can like really see like the progress that you're making.
1: Mm-hmm. yep. And I will say what you just said kind of goes into the next test, which is the hair tissue mineral analysis test. Um, that one also, Gives you um, a picture of what your stress is like, and you know your anxiety, or if you're overwhelmed and tired, and your mineral levels, and your, um, what are they called? The um, toxic metals Tox- in toxic your body. <laughs> I couldn't think yeah. of the word. Um, but it's interesting because I I've taken this test three times now, and every time I've taken it, my um, minerals have come back high which means my body is in some state of acute stress. And I don't really feel like I'm in a state of stress. I feel pretty calm, but then I'm thinking, well, maybe inside my body, like my organs Mm -hmm. are under some sort of stress. So I'm trying to get to the root cause of my own issues.
0: (laughs) Well, I agree with you. I've had the same situation. And I just did mine again in December. And I think part of it is that, For the most part, a lot of people are just living in this high state of stress all the time that we don't even know. We don't know any different. So we've been living in this fight or flight for like decades. So how do we know? We just think we're calm because compared to what it was maybe during that really stressful time, it feels less stress. But it's good because then we can be taking the right supplements. And that's one that's really geared, right? You can, your zinc level, your calcium, um, your magnesium, your selenium, all these like really important, critical nutrients and trace elements. And that helps you decide, gosh, which supplement do I need to take? Because I I know Marnie and I've had this conversation before. It's overwhelming to think about your supplement protocol. And some people just jump on the bandwagon of what they hear someone else taking, or they read about in some sort of, you know, health blog or whatever. Oh, I should be taking curcumin right now, or I should take magnesium. Well, these tests are a way to figure out what your body needs. And that's one of the benefits of doing some specifically this hair tissue mineral analysis and the organic acids test.
1: well, and and to your point, Stephanie, not only do we suggest what your body does need once we've read the lab results, but there's lots of different types of magnesium out there, and there's different mm-hmm. types of zinc, and so not only do you you know want to consider taking these supplements, but then how much and what type. Yeah. So the the supplement world can be overwhelming. So. Absolutely. And you know, one thing I just
0: wanted to touch on um, with with respect to that is sometimes people feel like, oh, I'm not stressed, like you said, like I don't think there's anything wrong. I think my minerals are fine, but. You're also doing this preventatively as well. So you don't want to get to a point that you reach the literally like tired, wired, burnout, can't get up in the morning, have no energy. So doing these tests today could help you know, improve your quality of life going forward, which is another benefit. Mm-hmm. So moving on, um, one of the other tests that we find really helpful is the stress, hormone, mood, and metabolism test. And that one is a combination of saliva samples that you take four times throughout the day and also um, uh, just a a simple finger prick for the blood work. And there's lots of different tests within this panel. You know, there's estradiol, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA, cortisol, thyroid, vitamin D, insulin, your hemoglobin A1C, you know, which is testing your blood glucose levels. Um, And that's a pretty powerful test as well. I found a lot of like females really like this test. Um, particularly as we get into the 40s and 50s with our with our hormones and reaching menopause
1: and this test you kind of have to time around um, your menstrual cycle if you have a menstrual cycle and for me like I had to put like little alarms in my phone to remember to spit because you have to do it I think it's four times a day right yes It takes about 15 minutes to really, I think we've all gotten better at it from taking so many COVID tests over the past (laughs) two years. We're more used to doing that kind of thing. But, um, this test is the most time consuming, I would say, but it also, like Stephanie said, gives you so much
0: information. Right. And it's just one day. It's just one day. So it's pretty easy. Um, yeah. And that's like vitamin D, you, know, you can get that at a doctor's office, but this is nice as well as an add-on in between because a lot of times we're only maybe at the doctor drawing blood once a year. And especially if you live in colder weather climates, it's nice to have your vitamin D tested twice a year, especially like maybe once during the winter and once during the summer. So you can determine how much supplement of vitamin D that you need. And to see your cortisol levels, like that's eye-opening, that's, right? That is eye-opening. <laughs> eye-opening. Um, that's probably one of the most valuable ones Mm -hmm. that I found for this test that you can't get easily at a traditional doctor's office.
1: Yep. Yep. So highly recommend that test. I mean, we recommend all of these, right? That's why we're talking about them. But um, and then the omega-3 test, which is a, a really simple finger prick. And that test is, again, just, I mean, people in the United States, test poorly on this in general I would say it's really measuring your omega-3s and your omega-6s right and telling you where you fall in relation to people in the world
0: and where you should be it's a pretty straightforward test and just uh, so to back up a second the omega-3s are those essential fatty acids and they're found you know they're considered the um anti-inflammatory fats, the omega-6s, which are, you know, in a lot of oils, inflammatory oils and processed foods and fried foods, that's the omega-6. And as a in general, if people in the United States and even in Europe and some other countries are eating too many omega-6 fats and not enough omega three. So omega-3s is what you would find in salmon, cold water fish, sardines, trout. But if you're not eating those foods every day, most people end up needing to supplement with you know, a high quality omega-3 supplement. So I just wanted to mention that.
1: I actually remember the doctor we studied under saying that he's never seen someone get enough omega-3s in their diet and that he's done thousands of tests and that pretty much everybody needs to supplement with a high quality omega-3.
0: And I know what I think is interesting about the test, when you get it back, it shows where you are with respect to the average of different countries. Mm -hmm. And I had my husband run this recently. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I think I'm good. I mean, I got the results back. I'm like average for like the you know U.S. And I'm like, oh no, you do not want to be average for what for the, the U.S. The, the U.S. You want to be like by Japan. You know, it's a right. totally different number. So, yes, and that's a, that's yeah. a really easy test. Um, and you do like
1: when you start supplementing with the omega three, you really see. You know, I love seeing the progress and seeing, okay, yes. like, hey, my supplement is actually working.
0: Right. If you're like a competitive person, you will love these tests because you, you, you get the information, right? And then you can start doing something like I have an action plan. I'm going to, you know, maybe it's supplementing, maybe it's meditating, maybe it's you're going to walk more and reduce your stress, whatever it is. And then you can take the test again and be like, yes, I, I made progress, right? So I think the only other one I, I'll mention, and we're not going to get into too much detail on, is there's a gut bacteria and parasite test. Um, it's a stool test, so it's not super easy and fun to do, but I have done it. Um, I did have a parasite at one point, and I did this to confirm that the parasite was gone. Uh, but it will help pinpoint if you have gastrointestinal symptoms, other chronic conditions, or H. pylori, other bacteria um, in your gut, this is the test to do.
1: And yeah, that's that's basically okay. functional medicine lab testing in a very quick yeah. nutshell it's a it's a a big topic that you know if you make an appointment with us we will dive much deeper into and we are offering you know a 15 minute free consult on this topic so that we can talk to you about what tests would be good for you and kind of what your issues are and then we can determine what tests you should take or you want
0: to take and then go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So let us know what questions you have. Reach out to us. Um, Drop us a note on social media. Um, Yeah. And have a wonderful start of spring. And hopefully we look forward to seeing you as part of our spring detox coming up on April 24th. And we'll see you in April.